Hi, uh, welcome to the uh, Homicide Canada podcast. Um, I'm Phil. Uh, I'm here with my co-host and producer, Tammy. Um, this month, uh, or rather this episode, we're going through the uh, July homicides that happened in Canada in 2023. Um, I forget, what episode is this, Tammy? Is it 39 or 40? 40. Oh, 40. Wow. Congrats to us for surviving <laughs> that long. Uh, yeah, so basically what we do in these types of episodes is we go through the stats for July for all the homicides in Canada that we've been able to find, and then also we... Um, yeah, go through some of the more noteworthy ones than that. And also get some updates on some previous homicides. Okay, uh, so yeah, besides, um, we have an email address. That's info at uh, homicidecanada.com. So you can send that to us if we've missed a murder. Uh, on, so on, that's on our, and on our webpage, our website, which is homicidecanada.com. Uh, we try to have like a page for every murder in Canada that happens, and we've also got provincial and municipal pages, so if you want to check that out, you can go, like, I don't know, say you're from New Brunswick, you want to know how many murders has there been, and who got killed in 2023, you can go check it out, plus previous years. All right, uh, let's get into some stats for the year to date. Um, so year to date that we found so far is in, I think today we're recording um, August 22nd, um, I think it's a little lot better than last time. Yeah. Uh, 364, um, with 239 we know to be male and 93 we know to be female. Uh, that projects out to a total, if it was the same rate for the rest of the year, at 568, which is kind of impressive considering we found five, 739 in 2022. Now, um, usually we miss some, and sometimes you, some you won't even hear about until next year. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's definitely does seem like there's going to be less than last year. Um, and we've seen that. I think that's pretty true because I think we've seen for some of the big cities and the provinces and that where we're like, you know, for Toronto, we pretty much know exactly how many homicides there are in that. And like, yeah. it's low in that. So I think I'm pretty confident in that number. Like it'll be higher, but not that much higher. Uh, and that actually projects out to a homicide rate per hundred thousand of 1.48, which is, uh, yeah, that's pretty low for Canada and probably for quite a, probably a number of years ago, maybe. Um, all right. So we can check out then the provinces and their annualized homicide rate per hundred thousand, uh, if we projected it to the end of the year, uh, Manitoba is usual leads with 5.0, um, then Saskatchewan with 3.72 in second. Then Alberta with 2.23, uh, yeah, those prairie provinces, a little murderous. Uh, then British Columbia with 1.9, and that's actually all the western provinces are the top four. I don't know what to say about that. They have a younger population. That be, might be one. Uh, Newfoundland, uh, 1.83. Then Nova Scotia, 1.45. Then Ontario, 1.25. New Brunswick with 1.01. Quebec way down with 0.61, uh, which is, you know, considering that they're the second largest Province is interesting, and then PEI, uh, they're obviously not very big, but and they haven't had homicide yet this year, so they're at zero. Um, okay, so some of the bigger cities in Canada, let's check it out. Uh, Edmonton is in the lead uh, with 4.47. That's unusual because Winnipeg, which is in second, almost always leads of the big cities in Canada. They're at 4.16, so, you know, it's possible Winnipeg might catch up, but, you know, it's, you know, August 22nd, eh, I don't know, I guess we'll see. Uh, third is Vancouver with 2.59, then Toronto with 2.23, then Regina with 2.07, Montreal with 1.68, Hamilton with 1.64, Ottawa with 1.53, Calgary 1.43, Halifax 1.42, 
Mississauga with 1.3, and Brampton is way down there with only 0.95. So good hmm. for Brampton. Yeah. Okay, in July, there were 57 homicides compared to 69 last year, so that's a decrease of 17%. There were 39 male victims, 15 females, and three still unknown. Yeah, that's like 17%. That's a that's an impressive drop from yeah. July of last year. Like, um, yeah, like it's hot in July, and I it's been a pretty hot pretty hot month here in southern Ontario, and that. So, yeah, I don't know. There's that. always that hypothesis that heat equals more murder, but uh, in previous years it seems yeah. to have, but maybe it's yeah. nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's kind of impressive. So all right. Uh, so yeah. Then the next thing we're gonna go through is we always go through the youngest and oldest victims of the mo- homicide victim of the month. Uh, the youngest was a 12-year-old girl in Montreal. Her mother was also killed in the same incident. Uh, Montreal police responded to a report by family members that several people were missing at 12.15 a.m., Thursday, July 27th. Uh, police said the investigation led officers to a townhouse on Terrassa, J.S. Aime, Ashby, where they located a 56-year-old woman and her 12-year-old daughter deceased. Uh, police have not released the cause of death, but said they were both murdered. Investigators said the vehicle that belonged to the family was found abandoned next to the museum, Musée de la Chine um, on July 27th. Police also recovered the body of a 59-year-old man, the suspect in the case from the La Chine Canal. Uh, investigators confirmed that the man pulled from the canal was the husband and father of the victims. Um, yeah, so uh, yet another murder-suicide, I guess. Yeah, and we don't know yeah. um, the manner of death, or do we here? No. Okay, all right. And we might never know it because like there probably won't be a trial concerning the guy's dead okay so the oldest that we know a victim of homicide in 2023 in july uh is 80 year old anthony ambrose in brampton uh police and fire personnel responded to a residential address in the 20 block of penny royal crescent for a basement fire in july 2nd at approximately 1 33 p.m uh, on arrival, emergency services located an elderly male within the unit who was suffering from obvious signs of trauma. Uh, the victim, 80-year-old Anthony Ambrose, has come to his injuries a short time later. On July 5th, homicide detectives charged the victim's roommate, 26-year-old Julius Adagun, with the following criminal code offenses, uh, second-degree murder and arson endangering life. Um, yeah, so... I kind of wonder if that one was actually just like a... Like a actually a fire related homicide if oh okay if so he, he wasn't like covering up the body he was just that's a, what i wonder like okay. an old man and yeah. smoke inhalation because arson endangering a life yeah we haven't heard that one before no that's true yeah yeah it's kind of yeah it's it kind of sad like uh you know seems a little unusual 80 year old with a 26 year old roommate that almost seems like a sitcom or something like that i but know but i guess that's southern ontario yeah. right now no one can afford yeah, to live I on their own i suppose that's true yeah so i don't know yeah it's, sadly in this case it ended in homicide yeah okay uh we'll go through the number of homicides per province so ontario the most populous province had 16 homicides uh quebec the second most populous province in canada had eight um then alberta had six bc and saskatchewan had five each nova scotia had two manitoba had w- only one uh Nunavut had one uh New Brunswick had one and then um actually no that's Northwest Territories had one sorry don't know my uh, abbreviations uh Newfoundland Nunavut and PEI all had zero last month and the Yukon Territory as well don't want to forget about them okay so cities with more than one homicide Toronto had eight Montreal had six and one of those was a double Edmonton had four Mississauga had three 
Brampton had two, Gatineau had two, Kirkland Lake had two, and that was a double homicide. Prince George had two, and Regina had two. Uh, murders by type, there were 13 shootings, eight stabbings, four beatings, two other, and 30 unknown or unreported. So those ones we might figure out later in the year. Yeah, later in the year. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, a lot of unknown ones there. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we get on to the noteworthy uh, murders that happened in July, um, or the, I guess some of the more interesting ones. Uh, so Hamilton homicide number six, uh, a 16-year-old uh, was fatally stabbed at a family gathering on the East Mountain. Um, Hamilton police were called to a residence on Cadham Boulevard just after 10 p.m. on July 2nd. Um, on arrival, police and paramedics located a 16-year-old male suffering from stabbing injuries. Uh, the victim's family do not wish to release the name of their son at this time, and Hamilton police will respect their wishes. Um, the victim was transported to hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. Uh, investigators began the search for the suspect. And on July 3rd at 10.05 a.m., police, Hamilton police confirmed 22-year-old Loreno Bisto Young, the victim's cousin, has been arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Um, I believe these were the, this was like a, the family was Filipino in origin or? Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And also wasn't, uh, did it come out in the Hamilton Spectator later that uh, like it, it, like the murder resulted from a basketball game that went awry somehow? Or? Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of crazy. That was the, the long weekend too, yeah. I think. Like Canada. No. Yeah. Yeah. Canada Day long weekend? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. So, um. I don't know, like, it must have been, Bad. like, like I don't know, like, it, maybe the guy was fouling him too hard or something? I don't know, like. But, yeah, that seems pretty aggressive, like, Yeah, for cousin. a 22-year-old to stab his 16-year-old cousin over a basketball game, like, yeah. like a family basketball game, that's uh, kind of crazy. I know the, the Kennedys always had, like, a their football game at Thanksgiving and that, but you never heard about anyone getting killed at it. But Yeah, maybe they're poor <laughs> sportsmen, like, yeah, I don't maybe, know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Okay, Toronto 32nd homicide. Carolina Hubner Muckrat fatally shot in Leslieville. Toronto police were called to the report of a shooting in the area near Queen Street and Carla Avenue on July 7th at approximately 12.30 p.m. On arrival, a woman in her 40s was located suffering from gunshot injuries. The victim was, was transported to hospital in life-threatening condition where she died of her injuries. The Toronto Police said three individuals were involved in the altercation that led to the shots being fired, and the woman who was struck was not part of the altercation. On July 13th, Damien Hudson, 32 years old, of Toronto, was arrested and charged with second-degree murder. On Monday, August 14th, a second suspect was arrested. Ahmed Mustafa Abraham, 20, of Toronto, was charged with manslaughter, robbery, failed to comply with probation. On Monday, August 14th, Khalila Zara Mohammed, 23 of Pickering, was arrested and charged with accessory after the fact, obstruct of justice. And police can you continue to search for the last suspect described as 18 to 25 years old, average height, slim build with long hair and a ponytail. He was last seen wearing a black baseball hat, a black North Face hoodie, dark colored jeans and white shoes. And anyone with information is asked to call police at 416-808-7400. And we have a photo of him on the post on our website if you want to check that out. So I believe this was like outside um, a safe injection site in Leslieville then? or um, I know it was close to a, 
a preschool. Oh, okay. Yeah. But maybe also it's not unusual to have a safe injection site around yeah. the school. Um, yeah, and I guess as as you said that the victim wasn't involved in this at all; that she just happened to be walking no. by. then. yeah, because I saw I actually saw like a somebody's surveillance video, and she was just walking past. Oh wow, that's yeah, that's tragic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one, another tragic one in the GTA. Uh, delivery driver Gervinder Nath died of his injuries following a Mississauga carjacking. Uh, police say Gervinder Nath, 24, a food delivery driver, was working in the area of Britannia Road and Credit View Road in the city of Mississauga on July 9th at 2.10 a.m. Uh, when Nath arrived at the delivery address, he was confronted by unknown suspects who attempted to take his vehicle when a physical altercation occurred. Uh, the suspect fled the scene in the victim's vehicle, leaving him at the side of the road. Uh, Gervinder Nath was transported to a trauma center where on July 14th, uh, he'd succumbed to his injuries, so that's five days later. Um, Let's see here, sorry. Um, anyone who has may have been in the area and witnessed the incident or has dash cam footage to contact Homicide Missing Persons Bureau at, at uh, Peel Police at 905-543-3311, extension 3410. Um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like you're a you know, food delivery driver and that, and you go there at like pretty late at, like, late at night and then somebody's like carjacking you and that. It's interesting in the sense that like, you know, obviously you need like an app, I would assume, to... Yeah. Unless they just called a pizza place. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. could it have just been a pizza place? I didn't even know you could order food that late, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can. If you, uh, <laughs> some places will, sell, will, will still, you know, give you stuff from that. But, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty tragic. So. Yeah. Okay. An inmate was killed in an altercation at River Riviere de Prairie's jail. The Sir to Quebec said on July 8th at approximately 1.30 p.m. an altercation occurred involving a group of prisoners at the Riviere de Prairie Jail. A 27-year-old inmate was injured and rushed to hospital where he died of his injuries. Police have identified him as Anthony Absger, and according to reports, the cause of death was a stabbing, and they haven't made any arrests or laid charges yet, so I'm seems odd like you think there'd be cameras everywhere in a jail but yeah 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 i never understand that like why like cameras are pretty cheap now so like, yeah why wouldn't you just have them everywhere but uh yeah okay uh and so the next one is also a uh, uh penitentiary or uh killing so colton pachinos was killed in a large uh stony mountain institution fight uh correctional service canada announced that inmates from the medium security sector at stony mountain institution were involved in an altercation that resulted in seven inmates being victims of assaults on July 17th at approximately 6.35 p.m. It was reported that some inmates were involved were armed with edge weapons. Uh, the injured inmates were transported to an outside hospital for treatment where Colton Pachinos, 33, of Winnipeg, died of his injuries. At the time of death, Pachinos had been serving an indeterminate sentence for first-degree murder, attempted murder, use of a firearm, assault of a peace officer, and aggravated assault since April 21st, 2011. Uh, no staff members were injured during the incident. Uh, there's an update on July 20th, 23. Terrell Smith, 40, from Quebec, and Christopher Brass, 40, from Winnipeg, were charged with first-degree murder in relation to the homicide. Uh, according to reports, investigators determined that two correctional services officers used their firearms to disrupt the riot, which involved approximately 50 inmates. Uh, one inmate was struck and remains in hospital. The other six inmates who were injured were taken to hospital have since been released. So... Yeah, and also officers also seals, seized jail-made weapons, I assume sort of like shivs and yeah. the like. So 
but there are edge weapons in that. So, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know. I guess it's not that unusual to have like a homicide in, in like a jail or, or a prison, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's also kind of wild what you can make a, a knife out of. Yeah, no, yeah, it's true for sure. Okay. 17 year old Hussein Haman identifies as the victim of a center town fire in Ottawa. Frontline officers responded to a working fire at 384 Booth Street on July 19th, just after midnight. Ottawa police said once the fire was extinguished, a deceased person was located in the property, which experienced extensive property damage. The victim has been identified as 17-year-old Hussein Hamam of Ottawa. According to CBC, the property owners told CBC that a new tenant was about to move in, but the apartment should not have been occupied at the time of the fire. The homicide unit is leading the investigation with support from the arson unit. And on August 9th, Ottawa police announced that two teens have been arrested and charged with manslaughter, arson, causing bodily harm, and possession of an incinerary material. Um, the accused identities are protected under the Youth Criminal Justice Act, and anyone with information is asked to contact Ottawa police at 613-236-1222. Extension five four nine three. So I guess like it's is it like a like a killing by actual homicide or do, like maybe like they killed him and covered him up then or yeah and I'm not sure okay <laughs> um but yeah this is another arson causing bodily yeah. harm oh okay which yeah. we never hear about which that's, is that's a yeah that's a weird one so okay. yeah. All right. Uh, the next one is the RCMP are investigating the homicide of missing woman R Michelle Rabbit on Paul Band, First Nation. Um, on July 20th, 2023, Parkland RCMP issued a missing person release looking for 37-year-old Michelle Rabbit. Uh, Parkland RCMP responded to a report of found human remains south of Paul Band, First Nation at an abandoned lease site on July 27th. Uh, following an autopsy, the chief medical examiner uh, positively identified as belonging to Michelle Rabbit, and the manner of death has been deemed as a homicide. Uh, the Alberta RCMP Major Crimes Unit currently has carriage of the continued investigation. Uh, no other investigation is available at this time. Uh, if you have any information regarding this crime, you're asked to contact the Parkland RCMP at 825-220-7267. Okay, OPP investigates a possible double homicide in Kirkland Lake. So this is... This is kind of weird because then a couple days later in August, there was another double homicide in Kirkland Lake. Kirkland Lake isn't that big. I know. Okay. So, okay. OPP responded to a home on Wood Street in Kirkland Lake on July 30th, shortly before 4.30 p.m. On arrival, police located 37-year-old Amanda LaChapelle and 49-year-old Gabrielle Mer Markey, who were rushed to hospital where they both were pronounced deceased. Police have not released the cause of death at this time, and look, they're looking for anyone with video surveillance, vehicle, dash cam footage showing any part of Wood Street and the surrounding area between July 29th at 7 a.m. and July 30th at 7 p.m. And they're asked to contact Kirkland Lake OPP at 705-567-5355 or email Megan, spelled M-E-G-H-A-N, dot O-N-L-O-C-K at opp.ca 
I guess, yeah, from that, the way that's described, it doesn't sound like they think it's like a murder-suicide or anything like that. No, and now that there's the other one, they're trying to yeah. see if they're connected, which you would think, like, that's kind of odd for such a small place yeah, to no, have it's true to two have double homicides in a short amount of time. All right. Hmm. I guess we'll follow, yeah, follow up on that yeah. in the August podcast. All right. So this is the last one. So Toronto Homicide 35, uh, police investigate this fatal shoot- shooting of Sophie Anonis Hale. Uh, I'm not sure if that's pronounced correctly. It's spelled H-I-H-A-I-L-E in Etobicoke. Uh, Toronto police responded to a call for a shooting in the Queensway and Kipling Avenue area on July 24th, 2023 at approximately 7.15 p.m. Uh, on arrival, police and paramedics located Sophonius Sof- Halley, 24, of Toronto, who has died as a result of a gunshot injury. Uh, Kenneth Grant, 44, of Toronto, has been arrested in charge of second-degree murder. According to reports, police confirmed that the same man is believed to have shot Bingo of the canine unit a day after Holly's death. Uh, police and the suspect had an interaction, and Bingo was shot and killed. Uh, the suspect was shot by police and transported to the hospital. Uh, Bingo was a two-year-old German Shepherd who jo- joined the police dog services in July of 2022. Um, yeah, so um, is, do you, is this Sophonius, is that male or female? Do we know? Or? I believe so. I don't want to say if it's a man or a woman. Let me check. Okay. Um, but yeah, you would think, I don't know, is he going to get charged with something for killing a Yeah, dog? you wonder that too in that, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. Although I guess he's already getting charged with second-degree murder of a human, so. Yeah. Uh, so Phanius is a man. Okay. I thought it might be. At first I thought, oh, maybe that's female, but. Uh, yeah, I guess it, it does sound like yeah. kind of feminine. Yeah. So now we're on to the section of the podcast, Notable Updates and Arrests. Uh, Montreal Homicide Number 8 update. Uh, a second man has been arrested in relation to the murder of Claudio Iacono. Uh, so the backstory, Montreal police responded to the report of a shooting at a parking lot on John Talon Street near De La Savigny Street on May 16th at approximately 4.30 p.m. Uh, the 39-year-old victim was located suffering from serious injuries and was pronounced at the scene. Uh, Police believe shots were fired in the woman's direction while the vehicle she was in was in motion, causing her to crash into a building. Uh, Police have not redented, well, they, uh, I guess, uh, the police did not originally identify the victim. Uh, However, Montreal CTV News identified her as Claudio Iannoco. I don't think that they still have. Oh, really? That's amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, The owner of the Salon Deauville Coiffure Spa and the daughter-in-law of the late Moreno Gallo, who was a figure on the Calabrian side of the Montreal Mafia. Uh, Joel Richard Clark, 28th of Branton, Ontario, was arrested in Milton by OPP on July 6th. He was charged with first-degree murder. Um, Update Montreal Police. uh, In an update, Montreal Police announced on August 14th that a 30-year-old male suspect was arrested in Toronto. Uh, He is currently in custody in a firearm charge. He will appear in a Montreal courtroom by video conference to face a first-degree murder charge. So, yeah, that's interesting. I guess, like, obviously a daughter of a mobster or mafia guy. Um, Although it's obvious, it's, it's, you know, it's unusual for mafia people to kill women like this, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's 2023 and there's more equality. I don't know. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, and also odd that they live so far away. But from what I've heard lately, like with some of the homicides in, in, in Ontario, that often what they'll do is the hitmen they'll hire from out of province, mm. and they'll just come in and then kill, shoot the person and then leave immediately. In that, so go back to Milton, and, and yeah, so wow. I don't know. Um, I guess we don't know much about Joel Richard Clark, or no, okay, 
Yeah. Uh, interesting that they've caught them so quickly in that, because sometimes these like these mafia hits, they never really ever catch the guy. Yeah. Especially not that soon. So. I guess too, she got shot in a plaza parking yeah. lot, so maybe. Maybe they were able to. Maybe there was actually good video footage there. Yeah, maybe there was some, somebody <laughs> actually had a good camera for once. So, three men arrested in 2021 homicide of okay. Mohammed Abdraham in Mississauga. So the backstory here: uh, Peel police responded to reports of shot fired at Midway Boulevard and Columbus Road in Mississauga on September 22nd at approximately 8 p.m. Police located 24-year-old Mohammed. Adrian suffering from apparent gunshot wounds. Despite life-saving efforts, the victim was pronounced at the scene. Police believe the suspect fled in a vehicle, and investigators believe a food delivery driver was present during the incident and are urging them to come forward with any information. So on Thursday, July 27th, homicide detectives arrested and charged the following individuals. Nigel Gutu, 20 years old, from Stony Creek, and he was charged with first-degree murder. Partik Gunham, 22, of Stony Creek, he was charged with accessory after-the-fact murder. And Malachi Riley, 25, of Mississauga, was also charged with accessory after-the-fact murder. On to the next one. So Halifax police charged a bouncer in relation to the Christmas Eve death of 31-year-old Ryan Michael Sawyer. Um, the backstory: Halifax police responded to a report of disturbance involving several people in the 1700 block of Brunswick Street on December 24th at approximately 1.15 a.m., uh, so Christmas Eve. Um, on arrival, police located 31-year-old uh, Ryan Michael Sawyer uh, unresponsive on the sidewalk just east of Brunswick Street on Prince, or on just east of Brunswick Street. Uh, he was rushed to hospital where he died of his injuries. Uh, the Nova Scotia Medical Examiner Service conducted an autopsy and has ruled the matter of death to be a homicide. Uh, Sawyer was originally from Ontario. He graduated from King's Edgehill in Windsor and then attended Dalhousie University to study business management. On August 16, 2023, the Special Investigation Section of the Integrated Criminal Investigation Division arrested Alexander Pishori Levy, 37, a bouncer, after he had turned himself in at police headquarters on Gottingen Street on August 16th. 2023. Um, Levy appeared, uh, is scheduled to appear in a Halifax provincial court today to face charges of manslaughter and criminal negligence causing death in relation to the homicide of Ryan Sawyer. According to CBC, a witness said he saw an altercation moments before in which a bouncer placed Sawyer in a chokehold. So, yeah, that's kind of a sad story. Yeah, it seems like, like chokehold deaths are happening a lot more often. Yeah, it's true. Winnipeg police continue to investigate the homicide of Melissa Cook. According to Winnipeg police, Melissa Cook, 41 years old, passed away in hospital on August 20th, 2022, after suffering severe burns to her body. On September 25th, the chief medical examiner's office determined that her death was a homicide. Police said Melissa was unhoused while in Winnipeg and may have resided in encampments. She had also spent time at Celium Mission and South Point Douglas area. Investigators believe Melissa sustained her burns between late June and early July, and she notified a, a shelter about her injuries in July and was transported to hospital where she remained until she died. Investigators hope to speak to anyone who knew Melissa, knew about her injuries, or anyone who may have been victimized similarly. Anyone with information 
that may, may assist investigators are asked to contact the Major Crimes Unit at 204-986-6219 or Crime Stoppers at 204-786-TIPS. And police have released a YouTube video regarding this place that can be viewed on the website. So if you want to check out the whole video, just look up Melissa Cook in our search bar. What's on the video? It's basically just talking about the case and okay. showing pictures, more pictures of her. Like the original pictures they showed of her, she looked pretty rough, but showing pictures of her when she looked a little more. Okay. It's interesting because like, I don't know, like it's um, the fact that they think it's a homicide because like, I don't know, could potentially get, they must know something because like, yeah, like, like you could get drunk and fall in a fire or something. Yeah. Then, like where are these burns? Yeah. What kind of burns were yeah. they? Okay. So yeah, the, like obviously the chief medical examiner must have something that uh, yeah. indicates that it's like a homicide. Okay. So yeah, that was a quick episode, but yeah, there wasn't that many homicides this year or sorry, this month. Uh, all right. So our website is homicidecanada.com. Uh, we try to have a post for a homicide plus pages for all the provinces and major municipalities. Uh, our email is info at homicidecanada.com. Uh, you can tell us if we missed a murder in your municipality or province or if there's anything else you want to say. Uh, our Twitter is homicide underscore Canada. Our DMs are always open. And you can, we can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, just basically search Homicide Canada and we should come up. So until next month. <laughs>